crazy birds. Welcome to another episode of Mama Earth Talk. I'm your host, Maris Canal. Realizing just how much waste we generate on a daily basis, I've set a personal goal not only to reduce, reuse, and recycle, but to also educate the world about sustainability and how each of us can help preserve our beautiful planet. Thanks for listening. Let's dig in. Did you know that just one quarter of all wasted food could feed the 795 million unnourished people around the world who suffer from hunger? Today, our guest is a very passionate organic farmer that started growing her produce in the UAE. Her produce can be tasted in some of the best restaurants in UAE. She's also an advocate for sustainable, healthy, and clean living. Crazy birds, without any further ado, I would like to welcome Elena Kinan. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Elena, how did your journey start? It actually started growing up, to be honest. Um, my family was always very eco-friendly. We had a big garden. We grew all our vegetables and we composted. And um, we, we never went to a regular doctor. We always went to some herbal doctor, some um, alternative practitioner. And um, I recall any disease we had, we would have a tea potion made for us. and. It wasn't necessarily always very pleasant to drink it, but it did the job. And um, we hardly ever saw a, a regular doctor. So a combination of all of that has led me to what I believe today. And why was it so vital for you to grow organic food in the UAE? When I first came to the UAE, um, I got very sick. And traditional medicine wasn't able to help and it took me a while to figure out what was wrong with me so part of that was that I wasn't eating the right food and so I started very small ways on my balcony although I hadn't really grown any food growing up in my teenage when I was a teenager uh, myself I always ate what was given to me so um, I was helping out but I was never really in charge of what, I ha what had to be done so I kind of went back in time and said okay how do I do this and I taught myself really how to do um, this for myself and in this climate that we're in because the UAE is quite different from Bavaria so yeah. um, I sat on my balcony and experimented so um, so you guys used to produce your own food as well in Bavaria. yeah we had uh, chickens and we had some goats and we had um, we had a big vegetable garden with loads of fruit trees we had tons of strawberries in the summer and we had apples and pears and peaches and nectarines and um, cherries and we grew all sorts of greens my grand aunt who really managed the garden she was huge into all the leafy stuff so um, I was raised on buckets of spinach and, and kale we had kale then already and that uh, was it was a really winter hardy vegetable so well before it became fashionable um, cabbage you know you name it we had everything for a lot of people when they think of organic food they feel it's just more expensive but they often do not know precisely why the organic food is better for you would you mind shedding some light on this when people talk about cost i always like to point out that um, food cost today is on average about 
80% cheaper in real terms than it was 100 years ago. So people living 100 years ago had to pay 80% more for the food. So because it was grown in tradition with traditional methods, so chickens weren't fed with hormones, you know, it took a long time to rear an animal. Meat was really a, a luxury. People weren't eating meat every day. Really, items such as chickens were a treat, you know, or turkey. It was reserved for Christmas. You didn't have that on a regular basis. So our understanding of what we are entitled to is very different now from what it used to be. So food has actually become very, very cheap. And this is part of the problem. Yeah. You know, we want, don't want to spend our money anymore on food because we want to spend our money differently to how we used to spend it 100 years ago. Then we had more than 50% of people's disposable income was spent on their, their, their daily needs for, for food. And um, there was no money for holidays, for cars, for luxury handbags. And people nowadays want to spend very little on food and more on luxury goods. Yeah. So this is, this is one of the first points I always raise. Secondly, the reason why organic food is more expensive is because it is grown in the way it ought to be grown in nutritious soil it's grown by hand without chemicals and that takes longer it's more labor intense can't be stored for long periods of time it is a whole different ball game and there's a price tag attached to it if you buy a handmade handbag from really good leather you you would expect that to be more expensive to some that you buy on the high street in a cheap shop and it is very similar but the handbag that you buy that's handmade will last you a lot longer than the cheap bag and that's how you have to see it if you eat good food it's an investment into your health you know and, and, and ultimately you'll pay if you don't eat good food and you don't take care of yourself you will pay the price for it eventually yeah wow that makes really sense and i think you know a lot of people like what i find is they just compare like yeah but it's, it's a cucumber i can buy a cucumber at the store for like a quarter of the price why am i going to pay four times more but then you know the moment that you actually explain all of these things to them and some of some of the stuff that you guys do if there is is like you know you don't use any pesticides or anything so how do you guys treat that you know that is not buying the first chemical that you can find off the shelf and spraying everything and then we actually eat that stuff so what what do you guys do different cucumbers actually a good example i mean you can buy cucumbers for two dirhams a kilo yes. i mean we sell our cucumbers now i think 15.50 so this is quite a big difference but when you think about it cucumber is, is full of water and it's quite toxic when you buy a regular cucumber because it absorbs the same as watermelons or any food that absorbs a lot of water because the water that it absorbs is quite toxic and if you would take that cucumber to the lab and have it actually analyzed you'd be very be very shocked what you see and it is not just one chemical that it it's not it's the fertilizer that is the problem the chemical fertilizers they are toxic but also what is sprayed on uh, pesticides herbicides fungicides and um, it's a cocktail of different pests uh, pesticides and, and, and chemicals that are working together and each chemical has only been tested by itself not how it works with others so the, the toxicity levels increase when they are put together see what i mean so um, I would never, when, when we go somewhere, I would never eat anything fresh, you know, any fresh salads, but I'm not sure where it comes from because, you know, we always preach, oh, eat more fresh fruit and salad, but we yeah. actually know that it's been grown in really 
nutrient depleted soil so there's hardly any goodness in it but it's actually full of chemicals yeah you're not doing yourselves any favor that is really really an interesting fact so what we do is we we enrich our soil naturally with um, compost made on the farm so the nutrients that the soil gets is different to what you would just you just add chemicals to the soil because soil is very rich in many micro um, nutrients um, whereas chemical fertilizers um, NPK is, is has three main components but chemicals cannot replace natural soil so in a, in a half a cup of soil you'll find more microorganisms than there are humans on this planet wow. so how can you replace that with three yeah. chemicals you see so that is and if you have healthy soil you don't have to use so many pesticides because if you pests fungus and disease is a sign of having bad soil then if you monoculture if you plant a whole field just with one crop that is an invitation basically for pests and problems and fungicide to come see so nature you have always a mixture of different things growing together you never just have one item in, in, a, in a field of grass how many different weeds how many different flowers you'll find there's never just one and that's what we're trying to do in organic farming we're trying to have a balance so we're balancing everything out we have healthy soil we balance out what we grow we rotate we companion plant we put a lot of thinking into it but the main thing is that we copy nature as much as we can and grow food that actually not fills your belly but gives you nutrients because nowadays we, we eat to fill our bellies we have cravings but we don't really put nutrients into our system a lot of people are overweight but they are depleted in nutrients yeah. because they eat a lot of food but there's no nutrients in any of the food that they're eating so that is what also you know where the organic food if you actually eat something that is very nutritious you're going to get all the nutritious value in that cucumber that you get that's that's an organic one versus you know the one that's of all of these chemicals exactly that and people understand the concept i know people who will never buy any high street fashion they will always go to designer shops because they appreciate the craftsmanship the design that goes into it but at the same time they cannot transfer that to to food that just because it looks the same it yeah. doesn't mean oh it many times it doesn't actually look the same our produce looks very different from from um what you find in regular supermarkets but you know cucumber may not be so different you know yeah. it's not as simple as it seems you know you really have to dig a little bit deeper and, and, and see what's behind everything and ask questions. I think always think, think that consumers should ask questions. What makes Greenheart different? So at Greenheart, we take a very holistic approach to everything. We grow the produce, we build the soil, we collect our own seeds, we harvest the produce, we transport the produce, we sell the produce to all online customers that people can order for, uh, order our produce online on our own website. We wholesale it, but we are involved in the whole process. Uh, we have a farm shop, as you can see here, but we don't have anybody else meddling. We don't have anyone doing the transportation for us. We have uh, nobody else um, doing the growing for us. We do the growing we import ourselves whatever we have we import ourselves i mean we work together with other companies local companies but it is all selected yes so every item that you see here we hand pick there's nothing here that i wouldn't eat that i'm selling see so we believe in all the products we believe in everything that we have here and we actually turn down a lot of offers that we get because we we don't believe in them yeah. so it is not just about organic food it's about health food you know you go into a lot of organic shops and you will see all sorts of food that is not good for you, you know, they, they may have the organic label on it but then turn around and see what's actually in it and it's full of sugar it's processed it, it has sometimes e-numbers in them you know it is sometimes palm fat in them yeah. it's very it's it, so i am a bit advocate of um double checking everything 
everything because you can't rely on people that tell you, oh, this is organic, oh, it's good for you. No, that's not the case. And in Greenheart, we are not just the grower. We The whole philosophy of what we do shines through in everything that we do. We try to minimize packaging. We have boxes that we, uh, people reuse with a deposit. We use glass containers, glass jars. We take all the packaging back. We try to encourage people not to waste anything, to give it back to us, to reuse. And people come back and they collect the deposit. It doesn't work for everybody. Some people don't want to do it. But we are convincing more and more people that this is the way to go. Because, yeah, I think especially with less packaging and also the, you know, like you guys asking for the deposit, I think it, it kind of make people a little bit aware that every time they come, either they bring their box back or, you know, they have to purchase another one or carry it out in their own packaging because that kind of gives them that sense of responsibility as well that they they can't keep on using all of these boxes again and again and again. And I mean, for you to probably manage that, that is probably a disaster. It is a headache. <laughs> I, I kid you not. You know, it is a headache, but it's, it's worth doing. It really is worth doing. And I, I love it when sometimes customers come and they carry seven or eight boxes in you know they all try to manage and but they make an effort because they stay, they know it's right it's the right yeah. thing to do and it also makes them feel good and it, it's about that it's about being part of this movement you know we need to we need to move we cannot continue to stick our head in the sand and think it'll be okay yeah because it will not we all need to do our best. And I think now that, you know, we've got different movements that's going on currently, you know, with um, reducing plastic and all of those things that I feel it's amazing to come in here and to see that, you know, all of these glass jars and with organic stuff, that is one thing that I've also find a lot of times the packaging, it's still not there yet. feels like a lot of the stuff is still packaged in plastic, but you can find bulk foods that don't sell organic stuff stuff but to find an organic one that has got all the bulk stuff that's really hard so I, I find it very inspiring to walk in here and to see that you know there's a lot of stuff that that I would purchase because I would not normally purchase all of the packaging stuff. I would really question producers um, of organic food that wrap everything that they produce on a plastic tray with yeah. plastic foil let it sweat there for starters because the, the produce deteriorates very very quickly like that because it's kind of it's, it's a sweaty material set up and it produces all of this waste and um, organic growing is not just about growing organic food it's a whole philosophy and you can't do the growing properly if you don't absorb the entire philosophy that yeah. comes with it because you will not be able to make the right choices and it's a dedication it's not about just the figures it is something that you do because you really believe in it and so I would never wrap my food up in, in loads of plastic that, that's just not an option so on a large scale you know yeah. uh, 1.3 billion tons of food is waste wasted every year. This amounts to 1 trillion US dollars of wasted or lost food. What do you as a farmer do with some of the food waste on the farms if there is any waste? We don't have any food waste. And I tell you, it's very simple. The food that is not fit for sale gets fed to the animals. If the animals can't eat it, for instance, such as the vines, they're too tough, you know, certain things they can't eat, then we, we dry it, we shred it and we compost it. And because we don't use chemical fertilizers, we make our own compost, right? 
And because we don't use chemical fertilizers, we don't have all the packaging that produces the plastic, you know, oh, so we yeah. don't, you know, we don't impact the environment. So it closes kind of the whole loop, you know, because yeah. you guys produce it and whatever is not physically sold in the store or eaten by the, <laughs> by the animals. Believe it or not, if you go back a hundred years, you know, farms would make everything themselves from their tools to their bread, to their clothing. They did everything. They were like self-sustained almost. You know, I mean, obviously they sold their goods, but for their own personal needs. And I'm not saying that we are there, but we're trying to not rely on others. Yeah. We're having our own seed supply. We collect, you know, every farm used to collect their seeds themselves. They kept a, four, a quarter of what they grew for the next season. It only happened when all these seed suppliers came yeah. into. Then they stopped doing that and they buy the seeds now. But the results have been catastrophic, to be honest. And seeds, it's a very personal thing. The, seed, the heirloom seeds that we collect on our farm, they are programmed to know where they are. And they adapt. And they know, oh, I'm, I'm growing here. This is what my soil is like. This is what the air is like. This is what the water I have. You can't compare, for instance, being in in, in the Alps somewhere to being, you know, in, in Indian rainforest, you know, in Indian jungle. You can't compare the two, you know. So, but a seed supplier will give you the same seeds for both. And, and that doesn't, it doesn't work. So seeds need to be collected by the farm and reused for the, for the future. And you can do that with all sorts of other things. You can really try to minimize the impact from the outside. We make, we grow our fodder for our animals. So see, and, and it, but it's people nowadays say, oh, this is incredible. But go back in time and see, it was always like that. Yeah. You know, it was always like that. Now we just, we always think that um, to advance, we need to reinvent everything, yeah. but we don't. You know, there are already good methods and good ways of doing things. You just have to rediscover them. And because, look, where, where did our whole advancement take us? We are sicker than ever before. We have yeah. more pollution. We are not, you know, yeah, we have more technology. People always say, what kind of technology do you use? But I don't. And I don't want to. It doesn't, the technology will not solve the problems that I have. It is, it is observation. It is uh, taking notes. It is, it's, it's, it's using your head, you know, using your senses to understand what my farm needs. If we can do it in this hostile environment, you know, other people can do it elsewhere because they have it much easier. You know, <laughs> if you go anywhere else, you have good soil or better soil or you have loads of other conditions. But it is a thing that people don't want to work with their hands anymore. It's not no longer fashionable. The people want to be academics. They want to uh, sit in an office. But to work with your hands is seen as a lowly occupation. And um, ultimately, the stigma is there. All oh, farming is dumb. When you when you scratch and you look into it, it's actually try try to grow your own things and see how dumb it is. You know exactly. And I mean, growing growing what you growing in the middle of a desert that is just like phenomenal. <laughs> I had an interview the other day and the person said to me, you know what, if I had to be in a desert island and I could choose to take one thing, I said, he said to me, I would choose you because you could feed me, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because <laughs> you'd know what plants to eat, whatever. But it, it's just, we, we need to just go back a step sometimes in order to advance. Definitely. And so you do not only sell your amazing produce, but you also have a variety of different other items available at the farm store. So what can people expect to see when they come here? Our fresh produce. We have a lot of um, imported goods, grocery items, um, superfoods. We have freshly baked bread. We have dairy. We have uh, vegan products. We have vegan uh, vegan milk. Um, we have uh, freshly made vegan cheese. We have handmade 
treat, healthy treats, the sugar-free, um, made with dates, for instance. Um, we have uh, meat, we have grass-fed organic meat, we have eggs, we have um, a big selection of teas, flowers, unusual flowers. We have unusual breakfast options, gluten-free options, cosmetics, uh, toiletries. Yeah, so. so so full range. So everyone can just come and have a look. And also they can order stuff via your website as well. If they That's don't correct. Yeah, we do home delivery, yes. So what has been one of your most important decisions that you have made around Mama Earth? We've um, avoided all plastic in our home. We don't use any more plastic bags. Wherever we are, whatever we buy, we don't purchase things that are heavily overpackaged. And sometimes that's really difficult with the kids as well. If they want something, we decide we won't buy it because it is not eco-friendly. The biggest thing really is that we appreciate soil. You know, appreciate soil, really fight for people to understand soil. This is one of the biggest things that I would say because we are surrounded by people who want to grow produce hydroponically, aquaponically. They want to rejig everything and, and, and come up with new ideas. And we are really, really advocating building soil, strong, healthy soil for growing, for reducing um, global warming, you know, bringing the carbon back into the soil. So these are really the two things that I would say, avoiding the plastic and, and, and growing in proper soil for people to appreciate the importance of soil. So we are now going to move into our final five questions. So it's just five easy questions and you can just answer them. So the first one is, what is one social media account that you follow? I don't follow anyone in particular. <laughs> whatever, whatever I come across, we follow as a company, we follow, but I don't have the time to really see. Actually, no, I'm lying. Um, 38 smiles. I do follow them. And what is your hope for Mama Earth going forward? I just hope people wake up. I hope that people will learn to prioritize um, and see really what's important because I think we've lost the vision of what is important and what isn't important. And we could do so much better. We really, all of us, we could do so much better and um, be less selfish and less self-absorbed and really make the right decisions because we all know deep down what the right decisions are. Every day we do know it, but we just choose not to see it. And what advice can you give our crazy birds this week to help out Mama Earth? Consumers are very powerful and we need to be aware of that. And your decision, every decision that you make counts. And inform yourself, be an informed consumer. Don't believe what people tell you. Double check, cross check, you know, really scratch on the surface, ask questions. When people come to visit us on the farm, they ask me loads of questions and I really sometimes are very critical questions and I welcome that because I want people to use their brain and think for themselves and not regurgitate what the media kind of feeds you you know just use the brain that you've been given and, and, and question everything and be aware that when you make decisions it can impact because we always think oh yeah it doesn't matter but it does matter we all have the you know don't go shop anymore at the places that you feel they are not uh, promoting sustainability you know don't shop there anymore because they will the moment you all don't go anymore yeah. they will change things yeah. companies that use uh, genetically modified foods they will stop if nobody buys it you know they have to so yeah. so the power of the the individual we are is very very, very powerful we just don't know it what is one sustainability fact that you like to use in a room with people not yet on a sustainable journey well i would like to ask them how 
they see things in, in, in 10, 15 years time? How are we progressing? Where do they want to be? Where do they want to be with their children? How will they feed themselves? How will they live? What air will they breathe? You know, what animals will they see? So I, this is this is something that I, I do quite regularly. So where do you want to go with this? Because let's face it, we are all happy to spend money on, on a house, you know, on a, on a car, on holidays you know all of that but we're not willing to see where we're going to go as a society and that is really important i think because we still can fix a lot of things if we turn around now but if you wait until it's too late you won't be able to fix it anymore so we, we need to wake up now and make the change and the last one is where can people find you so we're in a bit of a hidden location in albarsha south too and our, our farm shop is located there but it's just off the main road so which is of Umsikame Road and Emirates uh, of Sheikh Mohammed bin Zayed Road, close to Arabian Ranches and Motor City. And um, the reason why we're there is because our money doesn't go into rent. Our money goes into the food. <laughs> so um, we have lower running costs. So you can come and visit us there and um, you can order online. And we supply also a large range of eateries, restaurants, hotels. So you can find our food there too. I would really recommend people coming down here and also check out your Instagram and everything. I will definitely link it up in the show notes. So check it out. Thank you so much. Thanks Anna. for coming. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. You can find the show notes for this episode at mamaearthtalk.com. Follow at Design by Mariska on Instagram or email hello at mamaearthtalk.com. And let me know if there's a topic you'd like me to talk about. I love hearing from all you crazy birds. New episodes are uploaded every Monday with a bonus Top Tip Thursday every Thursday. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss anything. Mama Earth has a voice and it's us crazy birds.